0: Welcome to episode 10 of the Homestead Shop Talk with Ben Holler from Holler Homestead, Al from Lumina Anchors, and myself, Jason, from Sow the Land. We made it, guys, to number 10. Uh, we made it. And so far, I'm having fun with these podcasts. Aren't, aren't you guys?
1: Yeah, I am. I look forward <laughs> yeah, to them every I'm week. I'm having a blast.
0: So today's topic, we're going to be talking about um, our most used tools on the homestead. And this can be, we're just going to talk about that. Like it could be anything building, gardening, cooking. I mean, just kind of just whatever we use the most and does not necessarily mean that it's our favorite tool, but let's see how many of these tools will be the same. But first we'll, uh, we'll talk about our week. Anything exciting going on this week, guys, that you guys did.
1: I mean, I have a little bit of excitement. Got, uh, uh, more pigs than I know what to do oh, with ben right now.
0: Ben has some. Ben has some excitement. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, Ben. So,
1: both of our pigs, our uh, our breeders, are doing what what we're uh, paying them for. Um, both of our females are farrowing right now, <laughs> and uh, one of them had nine yesterday. Uh, lost one, and then the second one is currently farrowing right now. Like I came in from. Being out there watching her, uh, and she had already had seven. I don't know if that's it, or if she's going to have more. But uh, yeah, so eight and seven. Wow, we got a, a grip of guinea hogs. So we're we're super excited about that, and it's always exciting. Um, we will be keeping a few of these ones for ourselves, but we'll probably be selling the rest of them. Um, I know the more I've you know started selling them to friends and stuff like that uh all of a sudden people are asking for pigs before they're even born it's like well hold on hold on (laughs) we're gonna need some like the whole reason we're doing this is so when i need pork i don't have to go looking for it i can you know go down go down the hill and i've got some ready so yeah that's uh that's been the biggest excitement of the week i think that's i've been waiting for this for a while do you plan that much our last batch
0: Are you, did you plan that or are you just kind of letting it happen with with the pigs? We kind of planned
1: it. Um, We have had the boar with the ladies with the intention of making mo pigs. Um, That was always the intention. That's the reason we keep a boar. We just separated a couple, I don't know, maybe like a month ago, something like that. Um, That way, you know, we don't have any more surprise pigs over the winter. But judging by the date, um, it's almost down to the day that I pulled those pigs and weaned them. Uh, they got pregnant again, so uh, our boar's doing the doing his job. Wow! So yeah, we uh we kind of plan it. We'll probably put them back together around January. Uh, that way we can get some spring piglets coming on.
0: Yeah, that's what we plan so, yeah. on doing with ours. We have them separated since having. The baby, the Cooney babies that we did.
2: So, you're planning for two litters a year, basically?
1: Possibly. Um, for our own consumption, we really only need one litter a year. Um, but being able yep. to, you know, recoup some of the cost of feed uh, by selling some of them, uh, that kind of works. The, uh, the last batch we had, it was our spring batch. Uh, they were born March 3rd, I think. Uh, We ended up selling both litters to one family. They wanted wanted a mess of pigs. And so they came down and they got all of them. But kind of the way we want it to go is because it's a two-year grow out, then every year we need to be replenishing that stock. And so this coming fall, we will finally be in that cycle of, you know, have pigs this year, two years later, that the batch this year's batch is ready you know we we say that uh 2023s babies are 2025s pork that's how we have to look at it
2: (laughs) (laughs) now being where you are can you sell them easily in the fall still like i know where we are it's harder for people to sell fall pigs because nobody wants to raise them through the winter so when they do sell them they got to sell them a lot less so i'm just curious being where you guys are
1: what do you find I haven't had a hard time selling them at any time of year. Um, the main thing I hear from people is I can't find pigs anywhere. Everybody we've sold to, it's okay. the same thing. They can't find pigs anywhere. They can't, you know, especially Guinea hogs, you know, Guinea hogs. They're so easy. I figured more people would have them. Uh, but what I hear a lot is like around here, a lot of people have like pot belly pigs and stuff like that. And nobody's really raising pigs for meat, even though, you know, like you would think that North Carolina's one of their biggest ag products is pork. You'd think there would be more pigs available for people, but that's just the, the mega farms. I what wish do you there sell was to the same price for the,
2: in the spring and fall.
1: Yeah. Um, if I yeah. see, that's where it's kind of hard. If I have a whole bunch of feet in them, uh, I would like to sell them for more um but if they're just freshly weaned pigs, yeah they you know I sell them pretty reasonable uh the going price around here is a little bit higher than I'm charging um just I don't know it's like it's an eight week pig that's a little steep uh so maybe that's why maybe I need to raise my prices, but most of the time it's friends that i'm selling to so i'm not looking to gouge friends so uh that's uh that's kind of where i'm at with it i wish there was a website that you could go to and just buy pigs <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> because it's so hard to get them yeah you know when- yeah
1: yeah they like like i broke a, like that the on facebook a long time ago
0: yeah it's just so hard because when you want them they're not available and then when you don't want them you'll get a random phone call saying hey i have pigs I'm like, ah, I'm not ready for pigs right now. But then you better get them because who knows when they're going to be available. That's how it's been for me anyways.
2: Yep. Yep. We've been using the same pig dealer for probably five years now. And I called him up this year and he was like, oh, I lost a bunch of my breeding stock over winter. And I was like, "Ugh." so I was like scrambling to find somebody to get our pigs from this year. But luckily we found somebody. We got there. We was trying to get three or four by the time we got to them, or she said yes, and then she lost one or two, and we were the last guy that had signed up, last person to sign up for them. So when those piglets died, it was less for us. So luckily we got two, but yeah, it's hard to get piglets, That's for sure. We finished the shell for the off-grid workshop the other day. So that feels good to have that all dried in. Now we're gonna start getting some interior walls built so that way we can get our solar system planned out and figured out. And hopefully get that done before winter. That'd be That's the goal. I want to have the solar panels on the roof before snow flies. Because I don't want to be getting on the roof when it's snowing out.
0: Mm-mm. So what's the solar for? Is it, is it to power the whole, the whole shop?
2: Yeah. So the solar will be to power the whole workshop. The workshop's probably... If we went to a straight line to the house, we're probably 800 feet away. So we really can't run the power from the house down to the workshop without costing a ton and wire and then losing a bunch of efficiencies. So we're going to have its own little power bank down there so we can weld and do everything that we want. Wow. That that
0: would be neat to have a shop all solar. I thought it'd be neat to have just, Hey, just want, I just want um, solar on my house, even just to power lights, you know? Yep. Just something simple. It's too,
2: we live too, right? We live too far up in the woods to get hooked to electricity. It cost way too much. So it's, solar is the only way to do it for us. Wow. Okay. That's the one, that's the one downfall with being so far away from the road.
0: I mean, has that, then uh, solar has been, I mean, has it been a, a pain
2: or is it, or are you just used to it? No, we haven't. The system we've had, we have. We can, everything in our house is electric. So we have like, a, we have two electric refrigerators. We got three electric deep freezers, and then like the ovens electric, the dryers electric. So we have it. So everything's set up to run off electricity. And in the summertime, we can run everything, not a problem. In the winter time, we got to run the generator to power the battery, to charge the batteries up the days that we don't have enough sun. So in the winter time, we. This year, we used about 300 gallons of propane to charge up throughout the winter, which I don't think is bad. So if we had, you know, a lot of people when they're off-grid, they have like a gas, a propane refrigerator, and they have propane freezers, and they have a propane dryer, and then they have a propane oven. But my thinking was, if you have all that propane, you got to use propane year-round. If we're electric, we make more than enough solar power in the summer, sort of be able to run everything with electric throughout the summer and only have to use the propane generator in the wintertime. I'm thinking it might save us some. I'm not sure, but we don't right. use... I'd be be curious to find out, like somebody else that kind of lives the same way, if they have a lot of propane stuff, how much propane they use a year.
1: I'm kind of yeah, curious about your battery we're all, setup. all electric.
2: Now, what do you mean by that, Ben?
1: Like, what kind of batteries are you using? How big? How many? That's a... Uh, this is something that I've always wanted to do, like, I love the off-grid thing. We just yep. haven't been in a position where we can jump into it. So we
2: have about 81 kilowatts of storage for batteries. Um nice. The funny thing there is is you get the battery storage, but you really only get to use 70% of it. So you have 81 kilowatts worth of storage, but you only get to use 70% of that because you don't want to drain your batteries down to zero. Because if you do, you're going to kill them you know you're going <laughs> to be buying new batteries away from them. they're not going to last as long yeah so we the, the less you drain your batteries the longer life you'll get out of them so we normally don't go less than 50 percent if we can help it like if i'm like oh the batteries are getting low i'm going to have to run the generator anyways i'll run it earlier and, and top the batteries off kind of thing so that way it'll make the batteries last longer in there. So they're Lion Energy, and they are a lithium battery. So we've had good luck so far. we got the inverters. And this nice thing about the Lion Energy is it's the batteries and the inverters are made by the same company. So you don't have any issues with anything, like with the computers or anything interacting with each other. It's all made to work together. So that's one of the things that's been nice about that system. We're waiting on the garage doors again. But luckily, they should be here, I think, in another week. It was supposed to be here two weeks ago, but it seems like one of those things that was since everything going on, garage doors have been one of those things that take forever. The, first, the garage door in the Harvest House, I think, took us like a year to get when we ordered it. Wow. So these were, I think these would be about six weeks out. So it's better than a year, but...
0: <laughs> what kind of doors are they?
2: Like roll-up doors? They're just regular garage doors. Yeah, roll-up garage doors. Oh, okay. Yeah. We put one in the Harvest House because later on, we plan on building a house and then we'll use what we what we're living in now we designed that to be like a commercial kitchen in the future so we put a garage door in it so that way if we want to bring in like a half a pig in or half a cow or a whole cow in we can just you know pick up the garage door and walk right in and put the carcass right on the island and go to work
0: (laughs) yeah that's amazing
2: and then we went we just got back from the hospital today Gina's had her huge surgery last year it's been almost a year so today she did like her yearly checkup or her first yearly checkup with her doctors and everything is looking great so we're happy there so it was a one of those like trips like we didn't think it'd be we thought she'd be fine it's like one of those things in the back of your mind you just never know it's like I hope everything goes good we don't need any more bad news with that stuff so luckily we got the reports good it's all looking good
1: yeah wonderful it's really good to hear
2: and then we're working on um the dark roast I'm gonna be Making some different blends. So hopefully like in a couple of weeks we'll have that all dialed in and I'll be sending you guys some.
0: <laughs> yes. Just in time for winter. That's <laughs> yeah, right. I'm looking forward to it. I I drink coffee every morning, but it's not as it doesn't taste as good in the summer as it does in the winter for sure. <laughs>
2: right. Yep. Now do you drink much cold coffee in the summer? Are you more just no, coffee guy? I did
0: try I've never made it only, I just recently made yours that you had sent and uh yep. but prior to that no. I, I'm not a big I'm not, I'm not a cold coffee, cold brew. I I've never liked it. I've ordered it before like at a like a cat coffee shop or something, but I've never really was into it. Uh I just like
2: hot coffee. So what have you been up to this week there, Jason?
0: Yeah, so um you know we had just got back to the be from the beach and that was fun i I do we we were gone for we are four days at the beach, and I feel like it wasn't not long enough um, <laughs> it's never long uh, enough you know beach was beach was good, but I must say though like man, there was so many smokers at the beach <laughs> like we so many people smoking like it was it was amazing like I remember we had a nice balcony, and it was we're right there on the on the beach. And every time I went on my balcony, like right next to me on both sides, there was another balcony, and there was always somebody out there smoking. And I'm like, oh man, <laughs> like it started coming in the in the place in the place where we're staying. I'm like, you walk, you're walking out to the beach, and everyone's smoking. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is happening? But.
2: It's okay. <laughs> Is smoking big where you guys live?
0: Oh, over here, yeah. I mean, yeah. bigger than what I'm used to growing up in California. I feel like a lot of people yeah, smoke. Coming
1: out. from, I mean, coming from California, it's banned everywhere. So I bet, I bet it's kind of weird. Yeah,
0: this area is known for growing tobacco. You know, there's, there's right. tobacco barn, old tobacco barns. So I think it's just part of the area, but. But either way, I mean, we had fun though, like beach is great to go and it was fun just to get away. Uh, and then, you know, I came back to it and started building that shed, that lean-to shed. I'm almost done with it. I just got to put on the the metal roofing. Um, and so hopefully I'll wrap that up this week, hopefully. And, well, I still got to then do the gutters and, and pipe it into the the rain tank that I have, you know, I don't know what it was about this week. I want to blame it on the full moon that's happening tonight, but, uh, I cracked my front windshield on my Toyota truck. Ooh. Um, Bummer. my Tacoma. I had to go to, um, Lowe's and pick up 16, like a, just like three 16 foot two by fours for the shed. And you know, they didn't fit in the truck. I only have a five foot bed, so I stuck it all the way through, you know, you stick it through the the little window and you stick it through all the way through the car and it hangs out the back and when it it was fine all the way home and then when when I was driving it up the property to the shed, it was kind of off-roady kind of and it bounced (laughs) and the the two by four just smacked the front windshield and it cracked it and then I know. I was like, that's never happened to me. Uh, and then today, I was, what was I? I was running errands and I back up into um, one of those. Um, what do we call it? Those yellow posts that are oh, no, it's just like a concrete yellow post,
2: metal and full of concrete.
0: Yeah, I backed up into it. <laughs> And I messed up my bumper on the same truck. And I was like, it happened all this week. And I was like, what the heck? It's a I like, I can't it's it a Superman. It's a supermoon. Yeah, I blame yeah. it on that. Because <laughs> I've right. never, I mean, I'd never had have done that before. And being that that's not like our only car, I'm like, man, I'm like, I'm like destroying my truck in like one week. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, doing all that. What else? Uh I was on a podcast this week which was which is out just came out today, uh Grazing Grass podcast it's called. I had never heard of it prior but they've I think that was like their 70th episode um, nice. and they um they mainly talk to like big ranches, you know, people who who have big ranches and big farms. Like big agricultural farms, um, but he's trying to branch out into like just doing different things. Like talking to different people. So that's why I was on, you know. Um, so that that was cool. Um, What'd you talk? Cool. You
2: talk coonies, coonies, or did you talk all animals?
0: No, just kind of like my story, um, and okay. then um, like yeah, it's I guess it's kind of catered towards pasture raised. Animals, so we talked about you know chickens that I raise. We talked a little bit about the coonies, but mainly it was about the chickens and then kind of what I'm doing here, like moving animals and stuff. Um,
2: but Did yeah, what talking to getting a milk cow?
0: No, we didn't even talk about milk cows, <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's only you. We gotta bring that up <laughs> like every episode.
0: I know, yeah, yeah. What I, I noticed about like big, big like ranches and stuff like they just mainly do cattle you know like they don't do they're not doing um meat birds you know like the the podcast guy i was talking to he has like a he rent i think he rents other farms around him and he does like cattle he's done like meat birds like once but he doesn't do it and so it's just kind of interesting you kind of assume like these big guys like that do like bigger animals like that they they do chickens as well, or or they know about them, or more about them, you know. But they don't necessarily. Um, they mainly just do the bigger animals, which is kind of interesting. They don't even mess with the chickens. Um, what else? They'd
2: probably they'd probably make more money quicker if they oh, did yeah. meat birds too. It's oh, kind of right. Quicker turnover.
0: Yeah, I guess it's. Might be less labor to do the beef right. cows than yep. moving chicken coops every day, you know maybe that's why too, but you know um, I mean,
2: I would think it must take a few years to make any money off of or getting the income coming back in if you're buy, if you're doing it from raising them from calf.
0: Oh, we did go. it was our daughter's birthday this week. she's uh twelve now. And uh, we went to uh, Dollywood. Have you guys been to Dollywood?
2: No. Nope. That in Tennessee? Not yet.
0: Yeah, Do- Dolly Parton, Dollywood. It's our it's our theme park. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's pretty fun. It it's it's pretty neat. I mean, it's a it's a good time. You know, there's rides and stuff. So we we spent the day out there. Um, and this at this time. it's nice when you homeschool because you could plan it and go to these type of like parks when all the other kids are back at school (laughs) and then (laughs) it is less crowded, you know? So we planned it and there was like hardly anybody there and it was, it was nice. It, you know, so, so that's fun. But, um, yeah, we just did that and my dad came to visit this week and um he's here just hanging out um just for a few days and then uh yeah that's about it.
2: How's the new mini truck?
0: Mini truck is nice. Um is there a different so uh, the mini truck that I did have though no, it's a it was a ninety-two and this one that I got is a ninety-seven um but it's the same it's really not much different other than that um okay. it is a 5 speed and the other one was a 4 speed um but it has half the miles half the miles um this new one has 10,000 miles and the other one had like 25 i believe yep um other than that it's it's a lot cleaner uh, it sounds a lot better, even from before I had issues. I mean it still sounds a lot better than the other one um, but I hope it lasts. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I don't have to mess with I it bet. I mean other than right. you know other than typical stuff, you know, I don't mind typical stuff, you know, oil change, you know maybe some hoses, some belts or something like that, but like not a whole engine dump, you know, like I'm not looking, I'm not looking to rebuild engines or anything like that. And, and I had, I had people tell me like, man, these things are tanks, you know, like they, it's going to take a lot for it to break down like that. So, and then you have another half of people telling me like, Oh yeah, that's expected. You know, those trucks are (laughs) not, you know, so it's like, I I don't know. (laughs) You know, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see with this one. I figure I'll give these trucks one more shot and see how long it lasts. And I mean, if it happens again and I'm like, I'm done with these trucks, um, (laughs) I'm just going to go get a brand new Kubota or something, (laughs) you know, I don't know. I'll pay, I'll pay payments, whatever, you know, at least it's brand new, but so we'll see, but so far so good, you know? It's been,
2: it's it's nice. I mean, I, I like the drugs. They're pretty cool. So I guess perfect segue, is that one of like your top five tools on the homestead, you think?
0: Uh, yeah, I would say it's up there. I, I don't know <laughs> if it would be top five though, actually. It may be, no? Maybe number six.
2: <laughs> number six. How often do you use it though? Uh,
0: See, I use it, well, yeah. Now that I have it, I use it every day. Prior to that, I was doing stuff just fine. It's the same thing with a tractor. I don't have a tractor, but it's one of those things where if I did have it, I would use it every day probably. Yeah, let's go into uh, the, our most used tools. Definitely, right off the bat, the first time, first thing I thought of was a, a circular saw. Battery-powered circular saw. Um, I... I think that's mainly what I'll, I use now. I don't, I mean, I have a miter saw or, you know, a chop saw yep. and they're basically the same thing. Um, but I find myself using that circular saw more so just because I feel like it's quicker and you could carry it around. I don't think there's anything I, I didn't build with that. With so I, I, I love that thing. Yeah.
2: And If you're not good at making straight cuts, just keep a square in your back pocket and grab that yes. and use it as your guide. Yes. For sure.
0: Yeah. Yep. Those two things. Yeah. Right. Yep. And, they and kind speed of go square. that is nice. um, portable. Yeah. I mean, I tell people all the time, like, you need to get one of those. Don't get a corded <laughs> one either. <laughs> right. A cordless.
2: Yes. Battery um, operated. You can bring it in the field. Do field ideas yeah. if you
0: do. Yep. Yeah, I know. Like, you're not going back and forth to the shop to cut something and then going out in the field and installing it. Like, no way.
1: Yeah, that's um, uh, changed my life when I got it.
0: I mean, I think at the premier 1 netting that I use. I would say that's
1: a tool. I almost put that on my list.
2: That's what I was going to say. I'm like, do you guys consider it a tool? Because I use it daily. Yep. Yeah. So I, I agree with you, Jason definitely a homestead tool
0: yeah i mean without it we wouldn't be able to move the ant- have any animals really because i think right. for a lot of us we don't have perimeter fencing you know like like permanent fencing like that and without that we would not be able to have animals or move them Maybe around
2: should... right you wouldn't be able to move them as easily no. If you didn't have some kind of portable fencing.
0: I mean, they are expensive, but for what it does, I mean, they're they're pretty economical. I mean, more economical than putting in, you know, four by four posts in the ground or something. You know, and plus it's movable. So I think without that, that definitely like we wouldn't be able to do the things that we do.
1: So I just thinking about stuff that I use on the daily. I actually did think about the netting. Uh but I I elected to leave it off. Uh, my number one most used tool, honestly, is my zero turn mower. Um, it is not only you know I that was the only motorized tool I had for a long time. Um, it is my my tractor. It is my knock the grass down, uh, dragging uh, yeah. things around that I need dragged around. I mean that thing has gotten me out of a lot of tough spots. Honestly, when we first got here, I couldn't have done what we needed to do without it. Uh, kind of on the same, same token, a good wagon is a must on the homestead. Um, we have a gorilla cart, and I use that sucker daily. I use it when I'm feeding animals. I use it for moving compost, like you name it. First thing to get when you get a homestead, get a gorilla cart. Get a good wagon. Uh, those things will save your back. Better than a wheelbarrow, I think. Oh, for real. And then you for can you. hook it to your zero turn and drag heavy stuff around even yeah. easier.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I, yeah, the zero turn that we got last year, was it, that's helped a ton. And that's why I got it, because it's dual purpose. You can mow the lawn and you can pull stuff with it.
1: Another one I had was actually kind of part of my EDC. Um, I started carrying a Leatherman. And I can't believe I haven't carried mm. a Leatherman sooner. I use this thing on the daily. It is so handy having pliers in my pocket. Having a saw always on me. Yeah. You know, Say I need to cut a limb out of the way. Or there's like a sapling that's mm. too strong to rip out of the ground. If I'm trying to set up a fence. It is just it's been a lifesaver tool to add to my my pocket so yeah that that one's kind of important something i don't know I'll see what you guys think a good headlamp that has been something that like for yeah, real yeah. i use that every single day as my headlamp i use a uh o light yep. uh a friend of mine gave me my first o light and kind of created a monster and now i have like Everybody in the house has an Olight. I have like four of them. <laughs> um, I carry one in my back pocket as well as having a, a headlamp. Yeah, uh, having a good headlamp is a must.
0: Yeah, yep. I have mine here. This is mine. If you can see that it's a Phoenix.
1: Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I love it too. I, oh,
0: it's awesome. I, I used like... Yeah, I used a... Like the, I had a Milwaukee one and it's just not good for like, like seeing far, you know, you can see like up to your hands, but sometimes you need, you know, it's not very good if you want to see like a distance.
2: Definitely use one all winter long. That's for sure. This time of the year, not so much, but soon yeah. it's getting darker earlier, earlier now. So pretty soon I'll be breaking mine back out.
1: Yeah. What kind of headlamp you use Al? I don't know the
2: brand, but it's a rechargeable one. It's just it's like what Jason just had, but it wasn't a Phoenix. I don't remember something we got off Amazon, but I was a, had a mechanical garage. I had one. I had like two or three different rechargeable ones. And I think pretty much all day long I had a headlamp on because when you're working on a car up over your head, it was so much easier just to have a headlamp and be working. And, you know, you never had to have a flashlight. You could just, you know, you could always see and freed up one hand. So, but definitely handy for many things.
0: Yeah. For those flashlights. Yep. Um. I think you have one, Ben. It's like a floodlight. Yep. Oh, yeah. Spotlight. I have a, a DeWalt. wall. So that way you could, like, open your back door and shine the light and see if your chickens are, are, had went to bed. <laughs>
1: right.
0: <laughs> yep. And then, yeah. so without having to go out there. It's so bright.
1: <laughs> okay. Having a good, strong spotlight is nice. You can reach out and see everywhere on your property if as long as there's not trees in the way what what about what about chore boots would you consider that a tool (laughs) uh i would but that's a sore subject with me i can't (laughs) find boots that'll last uh i heard uh, gosh it was uh i can't think of the guy's name there's a guy i was listening to and he was swearing up and down about hycia boots and how he's had them the same pair for two years it was like all right i'll try them yeah they're already falling apart and <laughs> i've only had them like two months so boots yes really? that is a must but i cannot find boots that will last longer than six months
2: i know we'd never have luck with bogs they don't keep our the ones that are rated for like winter use they don't keep our feet warm. They, like, your feet freeze instantly. And then for us, at least in our area, we find that they're very slippery. They don't have any traction. Um, They don't make them anymore, but Ariat made them for a while. We had decent luck with theirs. Yeah,
0: Lorraine had um, some Ariat ones, and she's had them for a while. And, like, I want to yep. say, like, three or four years. And that's that's a long time for boots. And just this year, they started yep. to get a hole in them, but they don't make them anymore. They, they don't no. make them anymore.
2: They made them for like a year or two. Those are I, the best rubber cream. boots. Mine lasted, I think. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Mine lasted yeah. a year or two. Gina still has hers, and she uses them daily.
0: I like the. I have the extra tough boots. Um, I like those. Yep. Um, and they've lasted at least two years. Um, which is pretty good, I think. Um, But what I find is, if you buy two, you got to buy two, and you alternate. by two. You alternate the boots, <laughs> and don't, you know you're not just using those one boots. You just alternate them like throughout the year, and they last longer.
1: <laughs> right, I've noticed they last that too. Twice as long.
2: Yeah, I have lacrosse rubber boots right now, which are good outdoor stuff but not so good if you're always out and stepping in poo because you're very aggressive treads and you kind of have a dirty tread for a lot of the time so you need like snow boots al don't you in the winter yeah in the winter time i wear yeah snow boots i have the lacrosse boots i usually use in the winter they're insulated and that's what i'll wear for doing chores and everything in the winter time that's why i said we don't have much luck with the bogs Because they don't keep our feet warm, and then they don't like to tread on them. It's like you have ice skates on. One of the great things about talking with you guys, because you're in a different area, so it's nice to see like the different trends of what's going on and what works different for everybody. Yeah. Because we got people who listen and watch our channels from all over the place. Right.
0: Yeah, we we maybe necessarily need being a little
1: specific. Like the way my boots fall apart is from stepping on like posts the step-in posts for like the chicken netting or moving the cow around with those rebar posts um the sole right where I'm stepping just starts shredding and eventually the entire sole just separates from the boot and so once they start separating the whole boots no longer waterproof so i've got a whole bunch of boots floating around that the right boot is completely worn out and the left boot is you know, still decent. So that's kind of been the main thing that wears them out. Or the problem I've had is right at the ankle where your foot bends, they all split right there, right where you're, you're always bending. As soon as that split happens, you're not waterproof anymore. So that's where I wear out my boots.
0: Yeah. I do it where I, you know, when I take off, when you take off your boots, when you go inside and you use your other foot to take them off, instead of yep. like right there at the heel that right there always gets a hole on me mm. and that's once they get that once they once they get a hole like yeah once they get that hole like forget it like you, you know having wet feet is not fun so what about you al i'm gonna what go
2: kind of in like an order of what we use every day that's what I, it's kind of what i wrote down was like what we use pretty much daily so the big one i'm gonna say is our side by side We use the side-by-side daily for chores, for checking on the animals, feeding the animals, and then for moving the milk and sled, and then we're moving pasture, we use it. We probably don't need it, but it's one of those things. It's a convenience. It makes everything a lot quicker and a little bit more fun, I think. So it's kind of when you can make everything more fun, it makes it more enjoyable. And then I would say the tractor. So you you could have one or the other. I guess I, I like the side-by-side more for chore stuff because it's light impact versus the tractor. You know if you're driving your tractor on the pastures and everything, it kind of so I try to try to limit the use for the tractor driving around all over the place. If you had to pick so one out, I don't Al, know if you...
0: It, if you had to pick one
2: <laughs> It depends on the job. If I had to pick one like, for everyday homestead use, I would say the side by side.
0: Like what so you, you do now. Help. Like like currently, like you have milk cow, you have that, you are doing what you're doing now. I guess if we were would you pick the tractor?
2: I don't I don't know. I have more fun on the side by side. And I, I would say for what we do now, I use the side by side more. Okay. For like everyday animal use. For building and construction. I use the tractor and then like mowing the pastures and stuff like that. We use the tractor a lot, but okay. just for going around and like daily animal routine stuff, it would be the side by side. And then I I wrote some fun ones down. I think they're kind of fun. Ratchet straps. You guys use ratchet straps when you're working for like mm. a second set of hands to tie things together or get things to work?
0: Mm. Not really.
1: No, not really. No. No. Oh. I mean I tie
0: stuff down with them in the in the when I'm I gotta pull something but like not like working. Not working. No.
2: Really? Now, if I got like some boards that I can't get to work together if I'm trying to hold something together, I'll use the ratchet straps. Or I used to always pick stuff up with the tractor. And if it's not meant to be picked up by a tractor but I don't want it to fall out of the bucket, I'll ratchet strap it ratchet yeah. strap it in. Yeah, I do that. But... And then I guess clamps. I use clamps all the time, especially yeah. working by myself.
0: I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, are very I didn't
2: like break it down, but I'd say, yeah, I'd say battery operated tools. I didn't break it down to like, you know, circular saw or drill, but I'd clump it together with battery operated tools. But that was one of the things I was just thinking, cause the first time I got tools when we moved back up here it was like a set you know it was like circular saw battery operated drill uh sawzall a light i think that's it but i was just thinking about that and i was like you know what this is the time of the year well not yet but coming up like november those tools seem to go on sale really good you yep. can get a lot of tools like almost <laughs> half off it seems like I know. so if you're looking to get any hand tools Keep your eye out for, I feel like Christmas season or before Christmas season, you can get some hot deals. We got, we switched to Milwaukee. I shouldn't say switch, but we got a lot of Milwaukee tools last year, the year before. And the biggest reason we got the Milwaukee is Home Depot had them on sale there. Some of them were like 60 to 80% off. I'm like, well, I need the new. So we ended up getting a lot of Milwaukee because they were the, yeah, they had some huge deals going on. So, yeah. If you're looking for tools, now is the time or soon will be the time to start getting some.
0: Oh, I know. Lorraine gets mad at me all every every year at the end of the year because, you know, December's my birthday. So, right around that time, I'm usually buying myself something and the rain's like, right. I, he says, I have nothing to buy you for your birthday now cuz you already you already
2: buy it before I before your birthday." <laughs> When's your birthday? But I think it's one of those things that makes it so much more convenient.
0: 17th, uh, December. December 17th.
1: Yeah, was the 28th of December. Oh, wow. Two December boys.
0: Sagittarius. (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs)
2: No, Capricorn. I'll be 45. 45. What was that, Ben?
1: No, I'm just a goat. That's I think that's Capricorn. That's when mine <laughs> is. Yeah, I have always actually hated when my birthday was because I always get the combo birthday-Christmas present. That, that's, that's, yeah. it's yeah. like, yeah, thanks, thanks.
2: <laughs> Here's the drill, and then they give you a battery to go with it for your birthday. Yep.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> was that terrible, like when you were growing up? you guys being like that close to christmas like your birthday parties did you they not get celebrated Uh, or
0: not me i mean i was i think i was still i have there was a distance there so i I never got that or maybe i was just spoiled
1: (laughs) 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 it is what it is uh honestly you know what really sucked is because my birthday was at you know, it's after Christmas. Generally, every year on my birthday, I'm sick. Uh, you know, like flu comes around, stuff like that. I'm mm. usually sick right after Christmas, anyways. Like that week between Christmas and New Year's, traditionally, I've, I'm I'm usually sick that week.
0: You know, you mentioned ratchet straps, but I have been using lately. It seemed this year, uh, bun- bungee cords. Um. Mm. Specifically, there's there's a brand out there called The Perfect Bungee. And they're just different kind of bungee cords. You know like the old school rubber bungee cords that you get, yeah. you would get and like you couldn't, you would stretch, try to stretch it and it just doesn't even stretch? Uh, well, this company started making some that look like that, but they're actually bungee cords that you could stretch. And the only place I found that has those is Home Depot. And, and Lowe's doesn't have them. I think you could get them on Amazon, um, but I started, I just bought, went to Home Depot and I bought a bunch and I was like, man, these are cool. Like, cause they're, they're just different. Like you could kind of adjust, um, the strap and they stretch, uh, pretty easy. Uh, so I've been, I've been, I bought a bunch of those and been using those on when I like hauling water up, you know, just to tie stuff down so they don't, uh, tip over like feed and stuff. Um, so yeah i've been I guess that's a tool I've been using.
1: Did either of you guys write down five gallon buckets on their list of tools? No, that's like a necessity though, yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's, that's definitely up there, yes, <laughs> that should be up there yeah. they could be right, yeah, they could be hauling everything up there, yeah, I think every winter I say, you know what, I should just buy a a big old pallet of buckets. <laughs> it, like in bulk you know just like a bucket like a pallet full of bulk bucket. I don't know what that I don't know how many that is but I
2: probably should just buy that and just store it oh, ePackageSupply.com you can get a pallet of buckets 5 gallon buckets and you get 120 buckets
1: wow I was <laughs> over here looking it up
2: that's awesome I'm over here looking it up Hundred. Hundred twenty buckets.
0: How I wonder how much per bucket. How how much that costs per bucket?
1: Because right. over
0: here, man, buckets are like I buy the white food grade buckets. Those are like seven eight dollars.
2: They are. They're not cheap nowadays. Yeah, it's for sure. They they get very expensive. So seven hundred bucks. So like, you're still not saving much. But you have a ton of buckets. <laughs> you do. <laughs>
0: I'll, i would probably use them if, even if I don't really need need to use
2: them, right? You know, so it'd cost you more money.
0: Yeah, like there'd be buckets just like s- sprayed all over the yard. Like, <laughs> uh, just get a bucket. Just get a new bucket. You know, <laughs>
2: just get a new bucket. I left the other yeah. one in the woods. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Where, I don't spot. know where all my buckets are. There's a stack of them. Just get a new one.
2: <laughs> so, have you decided, Ben? If you're doing any pig classes this winter or fall? I know you talked about that in a previous
1: yeah podcast. yeah. There's there's going to be some. We haven't scheduled any classes sure. yet, but pretty much a guarantee. As soon as it gets cold and we decide, uh, I don't know if I'm going to yep. sell tickets early or just you know give like a three or four week heads up or something like that. But most definitely, there's going to be a few classes. Tell you what, I'm about ready for these feeder nice. pigs to go away. They have hollow legs i don't know where they're putting the feed but yeah how much do you go through a week i think right now just them they're probably eating that's a bag every other day so i don't know twenty twenty four 24 pounds a day i think is what they're eating um
2: so, i mean that's
1: not real bad there's three of them um but okay. you know as they get bigger, that number's going up. So, uh, I imagine mm-hmm. by the end they're going to be eaten. Between the three of them, they could probably put away fifty pounds a day if I've let them. Yeah. Yeah,
2: ours is starting to get big, and I'm, I'm going to say like every five days, they're going through like a bag of grain. Do you buy it or feed in bulk it's pretty out? Good. We didn't this year, but we normally do. I didn't have a place to store it under cover. Mm-hmm. But what I found, usually if we buy it bulk in the past, when we were doing it with conventional grain, we could save a couple of bucks a bag. But now that we get organic grain, if we buy it bulk, they won't give us a discount. Really? So we just buy it. Yeah. He says he doesn't make as much money off a bag of organic, so we can't give a discount, which that's fine. So we just buy it. So this year, I'm like, well, I might as well just let them get fresh grain and you know go there every couple of weeks and pick up a few bags.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. You go get it. Yeah. That's so nice that you go to, get it.
2: Right. We actually went. Redmond's sent us up some, um, it's a soil amendment that they're coming out with, with it's like salts, minerals, and chicken poo, or it's all organic. And mm-hmm. one of our local mills in the area got it trucked up to them. So I went and picked that up. What was that last Thursday or Friday? And uh I was talking with them them over at the mill and they're like, Oh yeah, you can buy it direct from us. You have to buy a pallet. So I'm assuming if we get it from them, we can probably get a discount. And I was like, Well, if I get a pallet, can I mix and match the bags? And they said you could. So and they yeah, sell okay. a bunch of organic grain. So that was that was good to know. They're probably like a half hour that mill from our house.
1: Nice. So that's not bad at all. Next year we'll probably you know,
2: especially with yeah. having the workshop, now we can get a pallet load and, you know, put it in the workshop and just kind of sit it in the corner and it shouldn't be in our way too much. Right. It's nice having it on hand. So that way, if you need it or when you need it, you're not like, oh, I don't have any grain today. Go run to the the feed store.
0: No, that's so convenient. Wish we had that. We should start one, Ben. We
1: should. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jason and Ben's feed store hardware and notary. There you and go. Notary. <laughs> yeah. Notary yes. You have two notaries.
0: <laughs> yeah. I know. Every time I'm like, man, I wish we had that. I'm like, hmm, what would it take for me to do that? <laughs> you know, then I. <laughs> and then Lorraine says, no. And, you know, <laughs> slaps me or something. And then I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs>
1: All right. Just one more iron in the fire. Why not? So we're going to be doing our first speaking gig
2: at the homesteaders of new england conference coming up second weekend in september i think the 9th and the 11th
0: oh that's coming up you you ready for that
2: no not yet (laughs) i'm i'm mentally preparing and i'm getting like everything in my head straightened out and then i i guess i should probably take notes and put notes down so that way i know talking in front of like a group of people it's not like making a video you know so i I should have notes and we're gonna be just talking about building a homestead in a northern climate so you
0: have a you got can, well you have a PowerPoint
2: do I have a PowerPoint no it's what I, I got it in my head I'm just saying I gotta kind of type it out and, are
0: are you gonna do a PowerPoint no or are you just gonna talk
2: I don't think, I'm just gonna talk I don't think they got set up right. for a PowerPoint yeah
0: PowerPoint go last year PowerPoint does help but I I realize yep. not everyone's set up. No, you know, not every conference is set up for one, but
2: that's a good idea. I'll have to make that note. So I probably won't do that this year, but I can, I'll know for, for next year, if we do any other ones, just a I visual a topic. Yeah.
0: Even yeah. if it's just playing your videos on a loop.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll have that conference going on in a couple of weeks. And right now, if you get your tickets, there's still 25 bucks for the weekend. And I, so this podcast will go out Friday. So if you listen to the podcast before midnight on Friday, you can get them for 25 bucks for the weekend. The tickets go up to 35 bucks for the weekend after Friday. I think I still think that's a pretty good deal.
0: That's a great, that's a great price. I mean. That is a great deal. Yeah. You can't beat that. Yeah.
2: yeah. I'm excited. I'm going to be meeting Ginger from McMurray Hatchery. She's going to be going. I've oh, never, cool. I talked back and forth on email with them quite a bit, yeah. but never Ginger's met him in person. nice.
1: Yeah, she's super cool. Yeah. They're cool. They're really good people.
2: Tom was supposed to go, but yeah. We really like working with McMurray, and we've had really good luck with their egg lays and their meat birds. So, You guys got any other conferences going on in your area? I know Not you can really. HOA. you, well, that's somewhat in your area, but that comes up soon. But
0: No plans as no of right plans. now to go anywhere. Yeah. We're just going to... Just be at home, you know. Uh, no plans yeah, to man. do anything. See if uh, I'll probably just stay home and see if Ben needs help butchering any animals because I know he has a bunch of animals to butcher. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think Ben yeah, should I need do the a help side by side with a gimmy. And a feeder pig, I'd be interested That'd be interesting. I think. to oh, yeah. Side by side, especially like
1: the carcass, to see the difference. Yep. The guinea hogs will still be a little bit small, uh, but we're probably just going to do them. That way we don't have as many mouths to feed over the winter. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much the plan. It'll be like a two pig workshop per class. There's probably going to be around three classes. Um, We don't have anything set in stone yet, but that's what I've got in my head we're going to do. Yeah, it's going to be cool having side by side and it's like here is a heritage breed here is a fast growing you know more modern pig one is all the lard you'll need for a year and this one's not so yeah it'll be cool is the like the meat different like color of the meat or anything that's what i'm curious to see too like what's having done pigs like this in the past compared to the guinea hog i mean the guinea hog will be red and dark and just delicious looking, right. and the feeder yep. pigs will still be kind of red. Um, like it's not going to look like store bought pork, but it's definitely not going to look like guinea hog pork either. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be cool. I'll have to send you a picture of what one of hogs, these pigs looks look like. Do the guinea hogs have like marbling in the meat or anything? Oh yeah, yeah very marbled very red yeah. okay. uh beautiful meat interesting
2: Yep. now how would you say they compare to jason's for grazing wise because you were saying jason's just you were surprised with how his cooney coonies do on the grass uh
1: uh if i put my my guinea hogs on the grass there's not going to be grass within two hours no they'll just till everything up wow
0: Miners are mine mine are mini pork cows mine are mini cows <laughs>
2: mini pork
1: cows they don't now, have you butchered
2: any cooney coonies yet Nathan?
0: no nope, no so I'm waiting to see uh, may probably next year we'll butcher one of these, if not all of them the ones we have now um, the piglets uh they might be ready to go by next fall, I'm thinking.
2: Now, are you keeping track of how much you have to feed them?
0: I kind of know. I mean, I I feed them like two cups a day. Yeah, two cups a
2: day each. Then what do you do in the winter? Do you give them hay?
0: That's sure we gave them some hay and we fed them a little bit more. Yeah. But still, yep. it's not like a feeder pig. Just not much okay. for them to eat still. But I still moved them around.
2: Right. So what about the guinea hogs, Ben, in the wintertime? What do they you might change their diet up a little bit?
1: No, for the most part, they just stay on the same ration. When it gets cold, I'll up their feed. Um, like when it gets real, real cold, I'll give them free choice feed. But we really only have to deal with cold weather, you know, a couple days at a time, you know, every every so often. Yep. Um, but for the most part, they just, you know, they all get their ration and food scraps and stuff like that. And then there's not a whole lot of vegetation to eat during the winter, so... I pretty much just park them until, Wait. and really, until they start digging, and that's when I move them. Um, there's, like, rooting around, and then there's digging. And when they start digging, I start moving them. So, yeah, they, uh, eh, I don't really increase the feed too much. Now, do you give
2: them hay in the winter, or would they want to eat hay in the winter, do you think?
1: Yeah, I try to keep bedding in their little house just so they... You know, can stay warm. Um, but if the hay is like too nice, because I, for bedding, I just try to give them the hay the cow <laughs> won't eat. Um, but if the hay is too nice, they eat yep. it. So that's the, that's been the they struggle with it. the guinea hogs. They just, they love hay. I think what's <laughs> frustrating is like they can get fat off of hay. And so if you're trying to keep them kind of trim and you give them a bale of hay so they have some bedding, something to get out of the mud. Then all of a sudden the bale's gone and they're, they look like little sausages with legs. It's like okay, I guess I have to ration your hay now too.
2: How is hay for you guys to get down that way. Is that easy to get your hands on, or is that hard? I've uh, I've like, got quite a few just connections. hay in general or
0: no no spray.
1: Yeah, no spray.
2: How was it with the milk cow? Was it easy? Like, could you get good hay for the cat, the cow?
1: Yeah, so once you start, you know, once you're in the mode of needing unsprayed hay, everybody sprays and so it's really hard to find good unsprayed mm-hmm. hay. Um but it's one of those it's networking. The more people we talked to, the more we made connections and just all of a sudden, now we've got hookups on hay. Um and then, you know, like being friends with my neighbor down the street, uh he cut a whole bunch of hay this year and it's all unsprayed and so you know I'm getting great big giant round bales for 40 bucks a bale which is an amazing price and it's actually really decent hay like I've I've paid for hay from the feed store that's not even as good as this and you ask them if it's unsprayed and they're like well I don't know so yeah i <laughs> Just, just it's who you know. You got to make friends and you got to make connections, and make sure you keep those connections. Once you find something that you need,
0: I guess that's all all the tools that we we normally use. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's more out there, but uh, that would be part two in, uh, later on down the road. So I appreciate everyone listening and watching this podcast, and uh, you know made it to episode ten. So thank you everyone for supporting us. And watching us. Um, And uh, hopefully you guys have a good week. Exciting week. And I will see you guys next week. Thanks. Thanks for listening.
1: Later.